0: You're basically John the Baptist for the league. Well, it needs one. It needs a Messiah to come after you. You end up beheaded, but you know, yeah. for, for the good of the game, you, well, you'd be willing to lay down your life, right? OTB AM live weekday mornings from 7:30 on the OTB Sports app.
1: Now then, very happy to say, joined in studio by Ronan Mullen, who's back with us. Hello, Ronan.
2: Hey Joe, I'm looking forward to this now. What is this, okay. Michael McCarthy? Hello. Hello,
1: Arthur O'D. Hello. Hello. As to what this is, well, this is where Michael and Ronan and Arthur and I discuss uh, events from the week which have taken our fancy. Uh, we, as of yet, have not decided on a topic, or sorry, we've, we, we have decided on <laughs> topics, I hope, and uh, not decided on a title, on a title for the uh, slot, I suppose, uh, we've thrown it out to the listeners and entries have been lukewarm. Nothing yet which has taken our fancy enough to uh, but, but slap plentiful. a title on the,
3: warm, uh, but plentiful. Yeah. I've been impressed with the that's eagerness a good, of our a good, listeners. That's a good title. But unfortunately. <laughs> lukewarm but plentiful. Our topics <laughs> yeah. are lukewarm but there's
2: loads
1: of us. No, the point I've made and all I want is a title which does what it says in the tin so I don't have to explain the slot every time. You know that way? Don't I? I hear you. Yeah. 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 Anything you want to throw in the mix there? I'll have a think. I'll come okay. back. That was my first question earlier on. What is this called? Is it- and the beauty of it is, it's not called anything. Mulling things over has already been taken.
2: Yeah, mulling things over. Mulling it over.
3: These are all on hold from my inevitable autobiography. Look, do you remember the place around the corner from here that was called the No Name Bar? Even though it was never actually called the No Name Bar. It was just, you couldn't see the name on the place. So everyone just, everyone in Dublin basically called it the No Name. Right. Yeah. This is a slot that
1: is stands at its own two feet. It oh doesn't I, need a name. It does need a name. <laughs> because I'm sick of the intros. If you listen to all the intros I've done, they've all been so bad. Because I'm like, welcome along to... Uh, I don't know I don't know what this is this is us talking anyway we'll press on it's not the most important issue we know what we're doing here we got an email there's from a one in already by the way Joe come on I don't I call the show Jam Talk it's the
3: letters of your names and you're talking <laughs> the show so Joe
1: now Ronan's part of Arthur, it Arthur, Mick, Ronan so Jarm Jarm or Jammer Again, I don't feel, lads, that's going to let people know what they're listening to. <laughs> For first-time listeners, I'm Bill not and sure Anna in there quick, like you know. People are waiting to give their opinions on this uh, on this name. Bill, appreciate it. Come back to me with something which saves me having to explain the uh, point of the slot. So, really, this is just a, I guess this was born as much as anything of the fact that there isn't a football show at the moment because there is no football season. So we had this extra time to uh, converse as members of Team OTB on the issue of football returning. An email an email. It's a red letter day for the slot uh, from John Kay in Limerick. I read this out just before nine o'clock and I was uh, curious for thoughts out there. 53106 you'll get us at off the bulb. We are very much live here. One all between Germany and France as things stand. Uh, Discussion topic for your lads waffling away slot which doesn't have a name yet. I am early 40s Man United fan who's lived through the good times. As the Premier League returns it really hits me how much I've lost my love for it. There was a time says John when the Community Shield was an oasis in the desert. These days, I'm not sure what day it's on, nor could I care less. Maybe it's because things are dark for Manchester United fans these days, but I think it's much, much deeper than that. I find friends and I, who once talked football religiously and routinely, are all of a similar feeling. Liverpool fans, admittedly, to a lesser extent, but they are not immune to thinking the whole thing has lost its core attraction. It all feels so empty. Too much money, too sanitised, too much football on television, The players are all robotic. It all feels hollow. Manchester City are the perfect embodiment of the current age. On the surface, better than offerings of previous generations, but I really just don't care. Once upon a time, watching several games was a staple of my weekend and now it is background wallpaper TV at best. I will sooner listen to your good sales or watch the Sky Sports Pundits back on YouTube as opposed to the actual games. Champions League knockout stages still have a bit of lure, I grant you. The rest of it has never felt more pointless and unimportant. Is this just age? Is this just my circle? I somehow doubt it. John K. in Limerick. Thank you very much for the email, John. John Kiley, big fan.
2: (laughs) Quickly moved on, quickly moved on to the... (laughs) The important (laughs) matters. The the GAA season is over, so he has to watch something. Intercounty season, Ronan, Mm -hmm. as we'll probably
3: talk about later.
1: Well, indeed. So who wants to get the ball rolling? Are we uh, all immune to what John is saying here? Is, is, are, can, we, can we even relate to what John is saying here? I, I would say uh, in my circle of friends, uh, John has articulated uh, pretty perfectly the general feeling towards the Premier League in particular.
0: Yeah, speaking for myself, it would be the same. Much the same. Not necessarily group friends. You still talk a lot about football. You still watch a lot of football. But it doesn't feel as important. No, I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily agree with every part of that. I don't think... I think the quality and everything else is higher than ever, no shadow of a doubt, much much better when you watch and the good games are more plentiful and better to watch when they are but it doesn't really
3: grab me as I want to do this, I don't find it essential really. Mm. I don't think the players are robotic either I have to say, I think that's probably a little bit unfair um, that players are, are seen as robotic but In general, I have to say, I I also agree that there is, I don't know, it just feels slightly less vital. And I think it might be because it is so in our face all the time, constant, always there. And, you know, because of that, um, I think we lose it a little bit. You know what I mean? If it's always in your face, you kind of almost stop paying attention to it. So there's like no break from Premier League. There's no. I was saying to you earlier, Ronan, it's like... When the NFL comes back, as much as I think I'm paying attention in the off season, I'm always going, "What? How did so and so sign for them? How did I miss that?" And this is the first year ever where I've noticed that with football transfers, they're happening without me paying attention. I like I, I, know a few of them are in the pipeline, and then it's all this was confirmed weeks ago. He's already played preseason friendlies. I'm like, Jesus, you know. And that's what that's what it feels like to me. It's like more and more it becomes omnipresent in our lives. More and more it becomes omnipresent in the media. The less I kind of am um, drawn to it. I'm mm. not, not saying I'm uninterested I'm looking forward to coming back especially now that there's almost nothing else but I, I don't feel the same attraction to it especially this stage of the year Yeah well I, th- I think
2: John diagnosed one el- element of it himself there that he liked it when Man United were good and now he doesn't like it when Man United are bad that's yeah. it from a Man United fan to say that I think it's uh, kind of understandable because I know Liverpool fans who are quite lapsed in their you know quite meagre years and have since you know come back re- redouble their fandom since the cloppy years so I think it is just cyclical like that and also I think football the jeopardy in games has changed now where clubs that used to be able to punch up and like mix it in the physical stakes and like the likes of man City don't get troubled in that way I find it like it's more clinical because mm. um, most teams are trying to copy their paradigm and play. Out from the back and that kind of thing, where City are just going to beat you at that every day of the week. Whereas even the top Manchester United teams of the nineties would get knocked off by Barnsley or somebody, and you know, a up and Adam kind of performance. Mm. It just doesn't happen anymore.
1: The points totals are so much higher now. The yeah. uh, days of ambushes are much fewer and far between. Like you, I, and there have been exceptions. You think of Aston Villa's win against Liverpool, but I was just going to say, for instance, you can't think of a time where Man United are beaten out the gate five one by Newcastle and then six three by Southampton. Mm that's not really going to happen to a Man City.
2: No, and like I remember the Mourinho, the first Chelsea iteration under him, it was like relentless grind and they just churn out the results. And there was one result that stuck out in my mind just because it was so unique. I think Middlesbrough beat them 3-0 in what was a dead rubber from their perspective. It was just never would have happened because yeah. they'd gotten to a point where they were winning these, these games almost in automatic mode. So that is now the norm. And to your point, like the points totals bear that out, where a draw is seen as a critical result now in a title race. Yeah. Do you know, that never to, used to, to be the case. To
1: what extent is the uh, cosy relationship between all the players undermining the sense of importance? As in, it seems like never again will we see Keen Vieira levels of antipathy or Nistelrooy missing the penalty and the Arsenal players reacting, that mm. uh, these players now uh, are not rivals, they're all part of the Zero point zero zero one percent of millionaires who have just won spectacularly at life—they have so much more in common with each other. They see it that way. They chat in the tunnel. Yeah. They live in the same areas. They probably socialise together, and uh, there's an affinity between them, as opposed to a sense of we desperately want to beat you and we don't like you. And as a fan, therefore, God, I'm going to have a bit of that as well. Like even this great current rivalry between Klopp and Guardiola is a very friendly one. Bye. Yeah, most standards. Even when that that hug looks a little bit forced and weird, yeah, like it did last year. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's remarkably good going considering the extent yeah, of their true. rivals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you just wonder if that's taken a lot of the fire out of the whole thing as well. That the players, I mean, in a way, it's more progressive, and they're just more mature as human beings. <laughs> <I was gonna laughs> you say, know, say, do we want to? You know, <laughs> but you sometimes miss a bit of fire and brimstone. No, what's that down to? I think it's the money. I think they're just all <laughs> such uh, successes in life that they, you know they are kind of like, well, mm. we're all we're all together in this. Is it also to do with
3: social media? Because and, and maybe it's maybe it's the fact that they're all doing pre-season together almost and they're all, you know, in in interna- more international camps and different things and probably at more clubs as well, you would think for the most part. Cuz I think you know it, it's funny listening to in a G, moving back to G A just for a second it's funny you listen to like Anti-Daily Show or something like that and they all talk about how they're all really good friends now they're off different counties mm-hmm. but they Jesus they hated each other in their playing days and it took them turning into their 40s and seeing each other at functions to realise that they were all the same and they all kind of liked each other it feels like the footballers used to be like that but now know in their early 20s that that's all bollocks yeah. and that ultimately we're just playing a game and you know what I like you you know, we're we're like Phil Foden and I don't know Liverpool player of your choice go out together on England camp and become great mates. They don't take that hatred, or they don't take they take that friendship back to their clubs with it. They don't suddenly hate the person across from them. And I think maybe that that is more just like you know what I understand the world. I'm not playing this game because someone like Roy Keane is shouting at me in the dressing room about I have to hate my my uh, the other team. Ah, uh, make you know? it think better. It, yeah, yeah. It make it better. I don't, I don't think though, it was forced, absolutely. I'm talking about though. That wasn't forced. I, no, I don't think it was forced. I think that was part of the culture then. But I'm saying to you is that it was ultimately futile. It was better for us as an audience. Yeah. But I'm saying this, they're probably better off not acting like that. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't... And also, the game is just a lot more scientific and a lot more, you know, detailed now. So they're thinking about how to win matches. They're not, they're not thinking about killing the opposition. Yeah, they're probably told that like, that's a waste of energy.
1: You know, it, it, isn't it a great pity, from our point of view, is the view in public?
2: Totally. No, because I remember Jamie Carragher writing in his column ahead of the second fixture of the Liverpool uh, City Premier League season. So it was eight games to go. It wasn't quite crunch time in the title race, but it it was an unbelievable game. I think it was was a 2-0. But he said in his morning column, "This is the greatest rivalry in Premier League history," and everybody's automatic response was, "It's really not." It's like, really yeah, no. yeah, it's it's really not, and it's not. It might be the best two teams that exactly. existed at the same time, but that doesn't make it the best rivalry. Yeah, a rivalry. It's it's about the characters. It's about what's intrinsic there, and all that this fixture has, it doesn't have that. And like the Arsenal Manchester United games, in terms of classic fixtures that stick out, there probably aren't that many of them, like in terms of pure and quality. I think the, the FA Cup replay, the 98-99 game probably one of the best games ever played in England. Uh, that's up there. And then there's also, it's always pointed to the Roy Keane in the tunnel 4-2,
3: but they were kind of after the fact then. Um, Chelsea were the force of the time. Yeah, there so. was an 0-3 game I think where uh, you know you were wearing that weird jumper jersey and Henri got an amazing goal. I think that was only one nil, but I do um. remember it very well. And there was the '98 kind of decider where David Platt got the winner in a 3-2 game. That was an absolute classic. But again, they're all different teams really, and it's like they're well spread out over time. Whereas I do feel like that Liverpool. City it's, it's the most consistent run of Constant. top quality games yeah. yeah and even like they played in the FA Cup semi-final this year and like a month later everyone had forgotten about it and that should have been a huge game that, like that was that was a yeah. part of a culmination of them playing four times of oh, our, City didn't like, take that seriously did they I, they did didn't they the semi-final of the cup yeah no it was your man the American Latin goals. gold oh well Zach American
0: lad goals. gold that's just
3: one no, no, they weren't. They weren't. They didn't, they didn't. Anyway, I'm just saying that should have been a matter. If, if I, that I, game, I, if they hated each other, if those two managers hated each other, it wouldn't have mattered what competition they I, were playing. See,
1: it. I do agree that the quality of football is better than ever. I enjoy watching it yeah. more better than ever. And I found it frustrating watching football for a long time when in English football the ball was just given away so routinely. And like you'd watch La Liga when La Liga was in <laughs> I feel its like feet. <laughs> No, but I, I really did find it frustrating, like it was brainless stuff. And then you watch La Liga and you'd see like right backs that you didn't know for Valencia, who refused to give the ball away and it was a better quality yeah. of football. But what really would would grab you about English football in that period still was the emotion. It was Keen Vieira in the tunnel. It was the knowledge that the England team didn't like each other based on club allegiances. It was all of that stuff. And now with all of that gone, I just think as a fan, well, why would I care if they don't really care that much? It undercuts the whole thing. <laughs> they just
2: why? it's imaginised. like the the team's getting promoted from the championship. And granted, there's a bit of identity there. Nottingham Forest is a nice story, and they'll bring a bit of colour in that regard in history. But they won't. You know, they all play the same football, though. They won't like bring anything. No, but like they all play the same you know, kind of systems and they're all being—they're all going to the same seminars and all yeah. these coming coaches who are the next big thing and then end up getting sacked for, you know, like Alan Pardew <laughs> or
1: whoever to try and... Well, firefight. actually, even the managerial turnover situation is interesting. We used to, when I was first working on this show, any time Premier League manager was sacked, we would do a big piece on it. It would be the half seven piece. We barely even do that now for most managers because there's such turnover. It's like... Huh, who's gone? Okay, yeah. fine. It's like who's leaving a mark anymore? There's such turnover in that regard as well. That's I really have you not noticed that, Mick? Yeah, no, I have, but I also think
3: that there's a general um homogenization of maybe our coverage as well, I have to say. I definitely feel like we do a lot more Liverpool and Man United than we used to and yeah. Man City, right? Okay, because they're there, Man United hang on there because they're the biggest club along with Liverpool and Ireland right. but other than that it's City, Liverpool all the way and it's maybe because nobody else really has a chance we'll do a bit of Chelsea there was a lot of stories on them last year and after that you know there's a sense out there that nobody cares about anything after that and yet there's more in your face Premier League coverage than ever before and Burnley are treated like one of the biggest clubs in the world on Sky Sports News you know what I mean so I I don't know where I fall on that but I think that that might be one of the reasons that Sean Dyche gets sacked and we kind of like go god that's a bit mad isn't it and sort of move on whereas that would have been a big story 10 years ago Mm. you know I I don't know why that is but I just I feel that we're just there's definitely a, a feeling maybe it's because what Ronan was saying earlier on is that we don't, there isn't going to be that team coming from nowhere. Nottingham Forest got promoted, I think, after the first season of the Premier League or one of the first seasons when Stan Collymore was with them. And I think they finished third or fourth that year. You know, I remember them drawing with yeah. United on the first Monday Night Football the season and thinking, this is an exciting team that I haven't seen play, you know, because they'd come from the Division 1 or whatever it was at the time. That's not going to happen now. That you know what I mean you might have a good Wolves team or something that finishes ninth or 10th and that scene is uh, unbelievable like the
2: Newcastle team in the mid 90s came like back to back they finished 3rd you know, as well They yeah. won the league like
3: yeah. you know, maybe it's sure just it our
1: age is it I think so
3: I think there's an element to that I think there's a lot of good things that are still there and I think there was times last season that it was as exciting as ever before and maybe you just don't take these things as seriously and There is a sense of, like, I don't know. Did you not find when you were a kid that your older generation, your parents' generation, went away from it a little bit as they got older? Because it ultimately doesn't feel, it's not local to us. That's another thing you have to be honest about. You can be a Man United fan, you can be a Liverpool fan, whatever. And some people stay with that in a diehard way until the day they die. And there's nothing wrong with that and it's real. Mm. But for a lot of us, it slips away a little bit because it isn't, it's just something we picked as a kid. It's not to our locality, it's not part of who we are in the way that maybe your GEA team or your League of Ireland team or even your rugby team and or something th- might be. So know?
1: back in the day, like Jack Walker would own Blackburn as well. And there, there was a a local Man's aspect to thing. the clubs, yeah. I, I suppose. Whereas now, obviously, it's either a, an oil state or an American uh, venture capitalist that owns the clubs. Has that contributed to it? I think?
3: don't know. I was talking to like a friend of mine is a Leeds fan, right? And in a very similar boat with like Calvin Phillips leaving for Man City. Yeah. And he's like, he'll always be a legend. He could have left when we got promoted and he didn't. He stayed for another season and, there, and I'm like, well, yeah, it was like Jack Grealish, I suppose, stayed at Villa until, you know, and then went and it's like, but ultimately, what did he do? Like, I mean, he joined City and fair play to him, he got his medal and he'll do it for a team that probably would have won something anyway and it's like, that's the way of the world now, that's the way we're being told that that's important but for me, it's like, would Jack Grealish have had a more interesting career for a team that has potential and has money in a way that I think few pe- people pay attention to. If he'd maybe tried to build something at Villa, and even if you qualify one season for the Champions League between now and the rest of his career, yeah. is that more important? Than really. But no, that's no, not. i talking I'm about it being always. Well, isn't it is. Raheem Sterling is moving to Chelsea now, having played for Manchester City and Liverpool. They're the top three teams in the country, and he's going to have played for all three of them. I do think there's a little bit more of it. In uh, the, that's nowadays. not.
0: But like, even thing like at the time, so like. Like it's not that's not too unusual and it's not like on paper that looks odder than it is, but like Liverpool to City was a definitive move up when he left Liverpool. They weren't they weren't clops Liverpool. I mean
3: that was a money issue is why he left Liverpool. It wasn't it wasn't necessarily because of ambition or anything like that. I did go off on a tangent there and I'm sorry, I, I did know and I did about, about But what I was talk what we were talking about with the Villa Leeds thing was his conversation of like we've been friends for years we've been Villa and Leeds fans for years and we've always talked about it and there was this conversation of like what does it really matter to us are we just supporting Jerseys yeah. at this point. And where it's like, what does the club mean? It's a, it's a place that we've been a few times and it's a load of fans that we don't know who go to the matches every week and we might go over every now and then. But what does it ultimately mean to us? And it's like, I'll still look. I mean, I'm still looking at the, the signings. I'm still thinking about the team and I'm looking at the captain news today and I'm interested. I'm not, it's not gone. But I do think that as you get older, the importance of that has to wane somewhat yeah, no, unless you're somebody who goes over every week. And I just think that,
1: that to, that's to answer your question is it age? There's a text in about the TV saturation. Anyway, that's contributing.
0: I guess, but I, I think I think mix on some there. I, don't, I think if you over time don't have some sort of geographical or personal link to a place where this is, now more than ever, that it'll be very easy to all of a sudden kind of lose touch with it because it is so global now as well that you kind of don't need to be anywhere near Manchester to be a Man United fan mm. in any kind of it'll all be brought to you they'll come to you don't worry about it
1: so I was a United fan growing up and I do vividly remember going to my first United game when I was maybe I was in was college it? anyway
0: what
1: was the game? 18-19 it was um, like it was kind of a memorable game in that it was around the time George Best was dying and Roy Keane had just left the club and they drew nil all with Villarreal and Ferguson was boot oh,
0: there man. weren't too
1: many games where Ferguson was boot. And that was one of them. But I do, I was with my dad. I do remember getting the train out from Manchester city centre to Old Trafford and be surrounded by Manchester accents. Yeah. And I did think to myself, what in holy am I doing here? <laughs> yeah. You know, whereas on TV it never felt strange, it never felt remote. It was very intimate. It was like Bill, Giles, Dunphy, mm. Brady, watching Man United in Champions League. It made perfect sense. It was like part of my um, locale. But suddenly being there, it was like. I was like seeing behind the curtain. I was like, "Hang on, I've no, no affinity with Manchester whatsoever. What am I doing here?" And that definitely um, started the decline for me. I think uh, there's various texts in Nylon Talent. What a brilliant email! I'm a Liverpool fan. I feel the same. It's getting so predictive and repetitive. The Premier League, in particular, is eating itself. Uh, lads, call the show. Oh, you mentioned this, Mick ja- Jam Talk. It's the letters in your names and your talking. Love the show, Bill Gordy. The name for your super new lads chatting chat segment. Uh, chewing the fat Simple and easy By the way I couldn't agree more With John from Limerick's email Cheers lads Seamus in Monaghan uh, Lads the name for this part of the show The last chapter Says Bob and Kildare And somebody very cruelly says Call it the Gary Doherty hour No real purpose Just filling a gap Aww, That's harsh <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell On Gary
3: Doherty on or, or on us
1: On Gary Doherty? Yeah I agree uh, Not necessarily on us though I know it's fair <laughs> on us Like we would do it I think <laughs> Gary Doherty's listening to that In his car right now Lot. I can only apologise <laughs> a lot
3: for off the cuff. <laughs> um, I don't know. I still don't think we're there yet. A lot of emails, a lot of texts about uh, kind of similar sort of suggestions. But I'm glad that people are uh, are, are participating. Someone's going to win this.
1: Yeah. And, and what are they f-
3: going to win? One of those? Any a book of your choice from behind us? I Tell don't you know what you they can win.
1: See them. They get to come on some night and set the agenda. Topic one out the gate, nine p.m. What do? You well, they can send an email. They're not coming on the show. And they get to come on and get it off their <laughs> chest, like Adrian <laughs> and Jeremy style. <laughs> Oh dear. Is there anything uh, else you want to say about the Premier League? Before we go back to covering it five nights a week on the football <laughs> show.
3: This is actually what I was gonna say. Is like this is a very kind of old man <laughs> old man gives out kind of segment. I said like, like there's still loads that is really, really good about it. I just I, I, I think that it's a natural thing that you lose affinity. I don't think I've lost as much interest in the games. And something Ronan said earlier was like I do miss I remember listening on the radio like on, like Today FM, sometime around Christmas, when Man United, who never used to lose at Old Trafford, lost to Middlesbrough. And it was like really exciting stuff. It was, it was so unbelievable. So why, why is that gone? That,
1: See, I, I know exactly what you're talking I about. I don't know. Moments. Why is that gone? I don't know. Because, because they're, play,
2: I, they're playing the same brand of football and one team's infinitely better than the other. I think it's, yeah. I think Whereas it's way less back likely Back then to it happen. was like you and I were played a certain way and Barnes just got stuck into them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. upset them. And,
3: you know, yeah, oh
2: yeah. Just you know, yes, but yes, th- doesn't like it down there. Do
3: you know <laughs> I mean? He doesn't like it on the riverside on yeah. the cold Christmas day. Okay. Uh, but, look, like, what, what I was going to say was, you also mentioned when you said that 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 doesn't happen anymore, that a draw is now a really big deal in the title race. There's been something incredible ...about the last few Premier Leagues... ...and the runs that these teams have gone on... ...and no matter how much better they are than everyone else... ...and no matter what money they spend... ...how much better their managers are... ...it's still incredibly impressive... ...how good City and Liverpool have been... ...and I do find that race... Exciting, and it makes a title race really long. That's like if you're in November and you're really worried as a Liverpool fan or as a City fan, if you're going to get a draw against Watford or whoever, Watford or gone Wolves, say right, that's and a th- that's point. a big deal. Yeah. I do, it makes every Saturday and Sunday vital viewing, but it. possibly only for the title race. I can't stand, stand,
0: stand it. Why? Because it's it's too small time in terms of things. It's just two teams. That's it.
3: But it's not going to be like that forever, is it? No, it's I know, but that's but why it's that's always why just I can't been two teams.
0: It, I know but like if you watch back now you watch back like when we're not watching not too long or watching back um the Premier League years 0203 yeah I think by December United might have lost four or five yeah. games they hadn't even Bears had a they, they had the it's highlights till
1: p- Christmas yeah exactly <laughs> but that's <laughs> you know what I mean or those
0: league <laughs> but titles. so, is it,
1: is it not better that like from from out the gate now first Saturday of the season like if Liverpool dropped two points or three points no, no, suddenly it's a, it injects it a certain that a little bit narrative.
0: they this the league was for all intents and purposes over we remember, like in, in November, January this yeah. year, you know, it wasn't, but like, and then they clawed back. So it's not like they go toe to toe for the whole year. But I just, I find that joyless. I find the two teams pretty joyless.
2: Obviously I'm biased, but- Like I, the, the best, the best movies of all time or the best art forms always have like, elements of jeopardy or the fall off her flaws. Whereas there's never a movie that goes down as a classic where it's just brilliant all the way. Like it's in, nothing goes wrong for any of the characters and then it just sort of ends
1: up. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So that's where people love that. Like, it's I, I enjoyed this title race, I have to say. It was pretty spectacular for the last 10, 12 weeks. What was the most
3: memorable part of last
1: season? I don't play that one. No, me. but I'm maybe a little <laughs> bit biased towards like by, by time here. But for me, there was something to. The, the build up to Liverpool, Man City. When they met, they met in about April, didn't they? Yeah, it was yeah, very yeah, late. Yeah. They met. There's the cup semi-final, Champions League, and um, and uh, the bi-
3: I I, they I didn't meet in the Champions the, League. Yeah. They
1: were just going to.
3: That's what happened. City yeah, did The do best, what they usually the best do. part of the season was
1: a whole five six weeks of they're due to play each other as Germany go two one up oh on France wow. with 15 minutes to go. Germany two France one. Seventy five minutes. The best part of the league was there was about five, six weeks of they're playing each other on April the 14th and they're gonna keep winning and keep winning. It's gonna come down like that was kind of amazing. Was this
3: sense that they would keep winning? So I just think that in some ways it might have been Everton staying up and the massive pitch invasion. And you know, again, that's a bit recency bias, but and also I heard Frank Lampard like talk about it the other day, which might be again putting in my mind. But I did think that's the most old school moment that we had in the Premier nah, League last season. Well, and yeah. for some reason, then it's also my most memorable. So I'm totally talking out both sides of my mouth here, which means that I've complicated feelings on this topic, Joe. Yeah. Which means John has really stirred something. No, no like, it was a very good email. The Premier League point is, is totally fair. I think the, the Man City, the
2: inbuilt flaw in their makeup or whatever that sees them stumble in the Champions League was the most interesting part of last season where they've just found out. It, you know, that's, why, that's what draws people into these things, the, the pieces that do quote unquote best on the show are the ones where something is going wrong. Like when Solskjaer was like crashing the car at Man United, that was what people wanted to talk about. Well, United were the most interesting thing uh, yeah, last you know, season. You, you, United, but you know losing
1: all the time was hilarious. But you know what's interesting as a final thought and we should move on because we have other things to talk about is that for me, year on year on year, the Champs League has felt more and more vital each yeah. passing year in the knockout stages. And so all of the things that we could... Uh, or that we have just mentioned, be it TV saturation or just us getting older, or it's all about money, or the players don't have the same hatred of each other. All these various strands we've pulled in—they still all should theoretically apply to the Champions League. And yet, for some reason, those big Champions League nights really matter.
0: But I think that's essentially—and it's like the, essentially, what I suppose, in some way, what they're aiming for the Super League. It's because there's parity; they're far closer to each other in terms of quality. So the games do have a sense of jeopardy, and you don't know what'll happen. The Real Madrid can. Confound all critics and come from mm. beat all the best teams that because are possibly in there and, and, and do it, but you know, and it just can't be sustained over a league, it, it, you know, it, it just isn't possible.
1: It just feels like a bigger tournament, it's not just oh, there's jeopardy. I still think there's plenty of jeopardy in Premier League games. It's like, oh my god,
3: well, like Man City nearly blew the title by going like 2 0 down to Aston Villa after like 60 minutes in a game they ended up having to win. Like, that was kind of incredible what they did. Like, you know, it's but it's unfortunate that, with but, them, as well, isn't it? That you know,
0: if, if that say it was Rolls reverse and that was Liverpool. That's an all-time iconic moment. You know, it's never forgotten. With City, oh, it's you just, just like,
3: stepped on the exact point I was going to make. Is oh, that well, there is? Go. No, no, no. We're but working in, in, to a good, in a good way, though. It's like, this is it. It's the fact that City are one of the teams. We talked about this a good bit last season. Oh, yeah. City are... People aren't angry with them. They don't hate them. Yeah. They don't
1: care Maybe about it them. is City. And
3: you could buy every player that's ever been. And Haaland isn't going to change anything. People will be interested in him. They'll be interested in De Bruyne. They'll be interested in Grealish they'll be even interested in Riyad Mahrez
1: so right? they race just don't care about Man City had been Man United Liverpool yeah oh, completely uh, different, different. so maybe it is so it, we've actually reached the nub of the issue there you go again Can I also Man t- City before we move on though yeah, fans are going to love this by the way yeah. I dread to think of the YouTube all this is all the way are neutral of their stuff. Stuff. sorry
2: about
3: <laughs> <Yeah, all laughs> this just because we're going to move on and there's more text than fun. we can even keep up with here but Tom in Dublin has actually hit a really one that I hadn't thought of before which is I uh, think the lack of Irish players in the Premier League especially at the top end of the game especially with Man United and Liverpool um, has a bit to do with the ambig- ambiguity that wasn't there in the rose-tinted era of the 90s and 2000s. Sorry, that's a great If you're point. a United fan with Dennis Irwin and Roy Keane on the team and John O'Shea coming through, that's, that it's is a very different team
1: that you're looking at. Then, a p- I don't know how we didn't think of that sooner. Yeah. That is such a good point because even now when Premier League years is on, if United are, there, the first thing you'll check is is Keane or Irwin playing, and even if they're showing a Chelsea game and Duffer's playing, yeah. you're twenty times more invested. You're that's well, a Lee It's under O'Leary,
3: like yeah, you yeah, know, with yeah. the lads there, and oh.
1: sorry, that that's a big one for us. The reason I'm a Villa fan because we have
3: Evans, like Paul we with four Irish players in the in the eleven in a team
1: We've, that was going for the title, yeah. you know. And that comes back to your locale thing and feeling part of it. We have totally lost our presence in the league as a nation. Yeah praying for Matt Daugherty to get to that
3: dispense that lad isn't good enough to knock Matt Daugherty out of the Spurs team <laughs> yeah. that's kind of what we're talking about top end at the moment
2: you know look. you kind of hit on it before Joe I remember during the Euros the deferred Euros and we'd come off the back of like half full Premier League stadiums or in fact empty Premier League stadiums and dribs and drabs towards the end and watching national teams in a tournament that we so, weren't even in Yeah, you just saw what it meant and like Italy went in this unbelievable run and it felt like the continent swept in behind them, yeah. especially when they were playing England. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that's kind of it as well. It's all down to identity,
1: really. We'll take a short break. The Gary Doherty hour continues in uh, <laughs> just... No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. That's cruel. Uh, we're back in just a second. Welcome back. It's 2-1 to Germany against France. 83 minutes in the clock. We have Arthur, Mick and Ronan here and myself and we're just uh, chewing the fat as is our want once a week. For one hour of the show, we've been doing it for the last couple of weeks, and we're enjoying it. Lots of text in. OTB discuss things, not an opinion, but a name suggestion. Says Scott in Summerhill. In me, it lacks character for me, Scott. It's yeah. a little too literal, though. I do like that you're doing what I want. Which you give them an exact the brief. <laughs> You give <laughs> them a very Your specific. Joe brief. will not have to explain that every week. <laughs> we'll, we'll discuss the things after the news. Colin and Kildare have it off the cuff. We've had a few of them.
0: That's not bad. It's pla- It's not. It's not off the cuff, does it?
1: Have we overly played on the off the yeah. ball thing? We're only talking about that we're today. T- we're actually, talking about yeah.
2: the Halcyon days of off the ball, Joe. The Last Dance podcast. Yeah. No,
3: well, I think that was the.
1: Was there an off the wall? It was. That was, was. that was the Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. That was the Game of Thrones.
3: There was off the brawl, Ronan. Yeah. There was uh, off the
1: cuff's not terrible because this does go in off the bench in different directions. Uh, I'll come on the show Only if angry producer Mick Gets to shout in my ear The whole way through Says Darren Hi lads I love the show Suggestion for a name For this segment Midweek crisis Um, We're not in crisis We just discuss Other crises In the world I suspect this is uh, Sent to The wrong show Sean (laughs) I'm a dub I love coddle Dinner in a bowl (laughs) Some good bread effing awesome And uh, he says I use smoked rashers Or ham Finding (laughs) it hard To get nice sausages
2: Aren't we all? That must be Moncrief,
1: I suspect. Uh, Sure, what would we know about it? As a title suggestion, Ronan. Galway, for your segment title, I suggest Hot Topics, Cool Heads. Ray, C and Mayo Like it. Welcome (laughs) along to Hot Topics and Cool Heads. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's more like Cool Topics, Hot Heads, to be honest. Ray, that's going on the maybe list. (laughs) John K is correct. John K being our emailer earlier. Of course, the English Premier League is a dull, joyless celebration of money. But... There is an antidote. Have you proofread this, by the way? This is long. Yeah, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> I think. <laughs> to support a team that deserves your support. Interesting concept. I was a City fan for years, all through the 80s, through Niall Quinn's years and the relegations, but I've almost totally disengaged now. The beginning of the decline for me was the Shinawatra years, but the UAE ownership was a bridge too far. I always kept an eye on Wickham Wanderers since the O'Neill years. Now they're my club. And you know what? It's brilliant. Cup runs are a source of joy, promotions and relegations and playoffs. Highlights with Colin Murray on Quest. This week, I—that's <laughs> a good show by the way. Is I mean, it? It's a good show. I didn't yeah. know what that was. <laughs> this yeah. week, I spent 100 euro on a replica shirt and a Gareth Ainsworth training shirt, and and the club need that money. That is the answer. This support. Super tech. Support a club that needs you. I, says I, CJ. Wow. And I just at
0: one point, and I wouldn't ever say this for God's sake, just go to the League of Ireland, will you? If you're not, <laughs> geez, come on, like.
1: Oh, we give it to Wickham. Wickham over any League of Ireland club. Good Where is grief. he from?
2: Where is he from? He,
1: he didn't doesn't say. say. He just, his name's CJ. Yeah, now CJ could also be a massive like, uh, well, especially with that kind of outlook on life, he's probably a bowls fan. Can we move on here for a second? <laughs> God, i sure, yeah. So we're not going to get all to the, all the topics that we were planning to. I'll I'll fill you in on how much I hate the Paul Pogba documentary in another time. We can park that one. It's really really offensively uh, bad. But Mick, the yeah. GAA season, the curtain has fallen on it. You are not looking forward to the club championships. <laughs> <laughs> it's put words so I'm out there now. That's fair. I'm not, not,
3: I am looking forward to the club championship. I'm looking forward to the club championship for my club in Clare, Smith O'Brien's, who are the senior for the first time in like 10 years or so. Mm-hmm. They have their first game next weekend. I'm buying the streaming package. Like I am absolutely, and I'm going to go maybe to a couple of games if I can, but I'm buying the streaming package, which is an amazing thing that we are now offered. I think that's a fantastic Uh, new kind of road for club championships. I'm absolutely looking forward to it. I'm also going to try and go to um, my future club when when the kids are old enough, in Fingallians, my local in sorts, Paul Flynn's club. Mm. Um, You know, I'm going to try and at least keep an eye and maybe go to a game or two. I am absolutely excited for the club championship, but they're the only two I'm looking forward to because the interest in the club championship, especially in the early stages, is local. So for me... And this is just my opinion. Other people have other opinions um, and they make it very, very clear whenever you suggest anything to do with the county championship or the county season uh, being possibly too short or over too early. I don't feel that the, the counter opinion is wrong. I do feel that it is quite aggressive in that you're wrong. Club championship starts next week. It's got to be brilliant. That's what the that's what GA is all about. I just feel like that. That's a that's been really pushed down our throats. Club championship is what the GA is all about and the majority of the players play there and should they be looked after Morris Brosnan was on the show last mm. night. I thought he put it probably best. It's not about whether it's what's good for the overall game or what's not. There's loads of uh, people that have to be um, catered to. And ultimately, this is what players want. And maybe they should be the most important. Yeah. And from the reaction we've got, and you talked to my Casey there, and I don't think he was as sure as a lot of people have said but uh, that
1: we've talked to. But but most but of the Indra County players I've talked to are in favour of are the in current situation. It. Yeah. They so, prefer it.
3: You know, and so in that, ca- in that case, fine. That's grand.
1: I don't think the public like it, though. No, I
3: don't don't think the overall public like it. And again, I just wish that we were able to talk about that a little bit and to why, Mm. you know. So again, I am interested in the club championship, but let's stop pretending that the club championship has this mass appeal across the board that the first round of the Cork championship on TV on like a Saturday night is as interesting as the All-Ireland football final. That was on this week in front of eighty two thousand, because fairness, that's yeah. what the GEA is all about. Yeah, yeah. But we are getting that a little bit. So your your int- Maliki Clerkin wrote a piece on this that was wildly misunderstood and really unfairly treated a couple of years ago. But his point ultimately came down to local in the club in your local area is the most important thing to you if you're a GEA fan, right? Absolutely, but you don't. When was the last time your team was involved in the Intercounty Championship this year? Well,
1: there's that old it's saying. A long time. But you've been watching every yeah, game
3: yeah. and living and dying by it because that's what you want to watch the <laughs> pinnacle of the game. The, the old saying is who
1: cares and dying by okay, it? Okay, <laughs> right, that might be a bit too <laughs> strong. I've been living and dying by it. Who cares about a club match? Two towns.
3: Yeah, that absolutely.
1: Sounds... And is that not fair? And
3: is that not okay?
1: And, I they, think a, okay. and,
3: and a few hardcore people. And a few people a few who watch every but the, game but the and, view and, and so on. The
1: viewing figures for the club matches weren't good last year. No. The proof is in the pudding. Yeah. The, the occasional one which was like, maybe it was on after Ireland beat the All Blacks in November. Yeah, well, and,
3: which, by the way, we should have a conversation as to why viewing figures for club championship games not being okay is one thing, but viewing figures for the, our national championship in another sport need to reach a certain point before they're worth being put on television. But I think that might be a conversation for another night. As in the League of Ireland. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh no, I'm, I, look, I'm not I'm not being coy about what I'm saying. I just don't want to get into it now. But Declan McBennett went on Dan and Johnny's show and said that their minimum they need to be hitting is hundred thousand for it to be worth their while, and League of Ireland games routinely weren't hitting that.
1: Every week now you've gone for RTE. I can I pull you You're back. Going in the for room. anybody. I'm talking about a very specific <laughs> point. I'm, always 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 I'm joking. Yeah. joking. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> okay. I don't think no, I've no, gone not. for RTE at all. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. You didn't. I think, I think the League of Ireland easy. should
3: have more of a presence in our national well, media, and I think uh, uh, we uh, could have we could have a say in that as well. 100.
1: we're as guilty as anyone. Yeah. Sure. For sure. So what are you, Arthur Ronan? This ah. club championship debate, come on. Couldn't care less. Well, I could stop. You can't, you no, can't about say the that. club. About the club. Oh, oh couldn't care less. <laughs> I thought you said I couldn't care less about this conversation. No, no, <laughs> I checked out, Joe, yeah.
0: No, no, I couldn't care less about the club.
1: These are not popular things to say. I'm sure I don't care.
0: I, it's like it's not going to be, I'm not going to be watching it. Like, it's not going to be watching it. It's...
1: So, would you elongate the, the inter-county season?
0: It's not that I elongated because, as you're at the root of it, and again we go back to Morris again last night. You kind of have to be fair to those who are actually. Yeah. I'm not putting much in, so I don't expect to have whatever I want out. You know what yeah, I mean? Fair enough. Fair <laughs> so enough. I'm kind of quite happy with whatever it is. It's a in an ideal world, you'd love to have more inter-county because it is. I think at the minute, and it might be flavoured again by bias, but it, it's certainly the most I've ever enjoyed. It football and hurling. I just, right. I, I, I like. I think it's just it's fantastic. Like, every single weekend i know it's very tightly packed and everything else but every weekend in the last the last few months have been there's been something to look forward to. Yeah. you know there's at least one match there you're like well i'm not going to miss that mm. so that's i mean you'd love to elongate that for sure but if it's not if it's not a goer it's not a goer but i'm not going to substitute
1: by watching club that's a very reasonable uh, response yeah, well, by the way that you who am it. i to demand that i get it in august so i'll just take what i'm given but I'm not going to claim to look at school heads. That's a very reasonable. <laughs> 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 well, indeed,
2: um, Ronan Mullen. I don't know. Like, you've got the the multitude of viewers who are more interested in, in the the marquee event, which is the intercounty season, and the you know the back end of that, and the fact that that seems so curtailed is unfortunate, but seemingly necessary if the if everything is to be boxed off mm. and it, like. As you said, and like Rory Grugan mentioned it last week, I'm talking about the 99% of people would probably prefer to watch the All-Ireland intercounty final, but 99% of the playing population aren't in that sphere. Like we're, we're thinking about the 1% of playing population versus 99%
3: of the viewing population, so it's, it's just impossible to tally those two things. Yeah, but can I just say something on that, that way? I think I, I don't I, I, and I love the ethos of it and it's, it's great that we're taking we're paying more attention to them but we don't, we're not as interested in the Leinster Senior League population when we talk about football Mm. Or you know all these people who play game, and and I understand, and that's the great thing about GA is that ultimately, you know, uh, Sean O'Shea and David Clifford are going to go back and play for their clubs now, and they're part of those teams, and they're not playing at different levels exclusively. I understand that, but at the same time, it's like right, we do have to look after them or something, but it's not it's not as if we're supposed to be too worried about the ninety nine percent of players as as viewers and as the public. It's like it's like we want to see the marquee games, and even in some ways, when you go down to, say, like, the Talton Cup level and stuff like that. Say, for example, in hurling, right? It's like, I am hugely passionate about trying to grow hurling outside of... I'm not doing anything about it. Sorry. But <laughs> <laughs> about, no, I'm I've given bashing, my life. I'm, I'm bashing my, bashing my life the about drama. the idea oh, that we it. should be like that. There should be a there should be more work done by the GA to grow hurling outside of these counties that it's cur- currently played in. However, he's hugely however, passionate it about it that. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean that we <laughs> have to sit there and like pay, spend as much time talking about Donegal versus Tyrone in the mm. Nicky Rackard Cup as we do talking about the All Ireland Hurling Final. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not just club and county, one, but it is there is an element of
1: Natural elitism yeah. that
3: no, of interest
1: feeds. You can't get equal yeah. billing. Like it's absurd to suggest they should get equal billing. No. And, uh, I don't. I don't buy the argument that it's going to damage the popularity of the GAA, though. No, that, but although, you know that we've given up August in, for marketing purposes. I'm not. I don't. But buy what they
2: that. have they have given up is to go back to back All Ireland finals. Like you barely have time to consume yeah. one before you're into getting ready for
1: another. Is that just a media complaint though?
2: No, I don't think so. I don't think so. And uh, like also it was crystallized, especially by the the penalty shootout, which, you know, we don't have to relitigate that, but like
1: that seems unnecessary for like a, a tradition like it's not one of the strongest memories of the entire season.
2: No, but one of the few sports which has a, tr- a tradition of replays and some of the greatest games ever played in Gaelic games were replays. Yeah. and we just totally said well, We don't have time for those anymore. Mm. Yeah, and even the All Ireland final, which was played at the weekend, was seemed to be you know ver- both of them in fact were at one point looking set for extra time,
3: um, when in in. Years gone by, it would have been replaced. So I don't know if that was. A you can't tell me there isn't time for an all ireland final replay. Now I know there is one technically allowed of extra time. Yeah, yeah, level, I, know, I, know, I know. But I know, it's know. like you can't tell me that 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 week yeah. can't be made up, even in Jewel County. And you can't. I still t- think that week can be made up. Like you also you know, can't in the say Cup it's a teething problem it.
2: or it's uh, unforeseen. Like much like all half the top players in the country going away to play in America because they've got a few weeks off rather than going straight back to their clubs. Like they they were wearing
1: unforeseen. They were flagged like way ahead of time. So. Is that happening though? Because we've said it on the show before. Oh, a lot of the counties aren't responding by in terms of bringing their club championships forward. And then I've I've seen that's been shot down as not true. That counties are bringing club championships forward. Yeah. So that the club player now is playing games in early August. That perhaps never even too
3: soon for some of the county players. Like Maybe, they have yeah, to get but out. But the club a player quickly, is getting yeah. summer
1: football and hurling yeah. in a way that w- wasn't happening. So that's surely a great thing.
3: Oh, I, th- I think I think we started off this conversation ultimately saying that we're probably at that point now. I'm just I do think there could be just a little bit of tweaking in terms of maybe maybe the cha- maybe the league could be played off a little bit quicker and we could like it was weird having the championship in April this year, but maybe we could get used to that. To yeah. You know, and maybe that's just the way it is, and the league does lose its importance and un- naturally. Like especially in hurling, we talked about that. Oh, well, they're all dumping completely pointless. Like in football, I think that will increasingly happen. Although yeah. the league positions feed into your position in the championship if you're in Division Two II or Three, so yeah. that's that's a complicated one. But um, I don't know. There's just it's it's I'm I'm less militant about it than I was earlier in the year. I have to say I feel like a lot of the arguments that have been well made mm. and talked on a reasonable level, where I feel they are getting true, and ultimately the people involved are behind it and you have to go along with that and i i think that's it's changed my mind and i think that's a good thing i think it's good for over the course of the year that we could have Mm. evolving opinions on it i suppose the initial point of this is are we you know excited about this kind of like blanket coverage of the club championships that's coming in that is that does that mean that gea is still on and still part of the season and ultimately it's not i mean the gea season is for all intents and purposes on a national level over because there is going to be no national interest in any one story until you get to something like maybe like ballyhale go on a a run or curafin or something like that you know or something someone that has a bit of national profit that's way down the line you know so while I will have my local interests. You will have your local interests. Ronan, you'll have your local interests. Arthur doesn't give a shite. You know, we <laughs> have, you know, that's all great and that's really important to us. But we're not going to be talking about those things on Monday because none of the other three of us are going to know what yeah. the hell's going on.
1: That's the problem. Uh, Germany will play England in the Euros final. They have beaten France by two goals to one. Some final text in. How about off the boil? Nah, okay. Said that texture <laughs> shooting himself down there. My two cents with Kent Brockman is a text into 53106. Lads, call the section of the show News, chews and views, says Ed. P.S. Good to see Ronan back steady in the ship. Off the ball, on the record, says Darren. That's th- a maybe, is it? Well, clearly a big fan of news talk because there's already a show called on the record. <laughs> <laughs> to be the producer of that. Are we <laughs> continuing this slot when the football show's back? Like?
3: We don't know where it will go, Joe, but uh, if, look, I've, uh, to endangered. be honest, I don't know if people are saying they like it, but they're giving us loads of suggestions, so <laughs> we'll, we might find a bit of room. But maybe it's an occasional slot.
1: I feel if we're going to do it, it needs to be weekly. <laughs> okay. Do you know what I mean? I feel like it's all in or not in. Right. Well, we'll drop Wednesday. we will be next. Sh- then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, don't I don't know. So, thank you very much, Ronan Mullen. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. Mick McCarthy. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks, lads. Arthur O'D. Good man. Cheers. Back in a sec.